When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I am here with Cricket, a life coach and spiritual coach. I am so excited today. She's going to be helping us with mastering our intuition. So welcome, Cricket. Hello. So happy to be here, Lindsay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. Long awaited. So I'm I'm very anxious just to hear all of your wonderful wisdom today. And just thank you so much for showing up. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So could you just share just a little background about yourself just so we can get familiar? Absolutely. So I have been a lifelong seeker and that really started um, take, you know, going in full force when I was about in my 20s. I experienced a tragic loss and it really just set me on path of self-discovery and spirituality And I just, for my own healing journey, I just started studying um, the works of spiritual masters. The book uh, by Byron Katie, Loving What Is, completely changed my life. And I chose to look at life as for me, as opposed to against against me. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, dove into meditation, just kind of, I had this insatiable appetite for growth and seeking truth and kind of trying to figure out how to live as much joy as possible. When I uh, was about, let's see, it was probably 10 years ago, I went to an Abraham Hicks seminar and had, yeah, it was amazing. I love their work and had this opportunity to go to one of their workshops. And, you know, I'd been reading their material for years, but it was just one of those aha moments where I finally got it. And I've been a musician my whole life and I was writing just sad love songs for most of my, the time. And one, I was in that workshop, I was like, oh my gosh, I can create anything I want. And I want to create inspirational music that's happy and not cheesy. Cause I had all these beliefs that I could only write when I was sad and I only wrote, Mm -hmm. you know, songs that were melancholy because that's what Mm -hmm. the only good songs that there were. And I just completely changed the story And I started writing inspirational music and that led to me becoming a coach because once I learned what coaching was, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to just sing about people realizing their dreams and manifesting, you know, what they want in their lives. I can actually help people do it. So Mm -hmm. that's it in a nutshell of how I've gotten to where I am today. So I still perform inspirational music and now I'm a life and spiritual coach. Oh, beautiful. I love that. That is so awesome. So just really tuning in. And sometimes, you know, we have like that creativity, but it's in a different space, like kind of immortalizing our pain in a way. And then when we make that shift, we find that we can make it so much more powerful. Absolutely. And, you know, that's I had a lot of stories I carried around about my creativity. Like I said, I only wrote when I was depressed or sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really believed it. And so therefore that's what I was getting in my life. Um, and it's not to say 
I don't, there's not a place for sad music and songs that really make us feel deep emotions. I've, Mm -hmm. I've definitely used, um, my songwriting craft to heal through trauma, to heal through grief by writing those sad songs and really sitting with them. But what Mm -hmm. I realized when I was in that Abraham seminar was that I spend so much time with my music that if what we focus on is what we create in our life, then why am I still singing about that failed relationship 10 years Mm -hmm. later? You know, like Mm -hmm. we spend so much time with our, with our art, especially as a musician, you know, there's some, you know, if you have a one hit wonder, you could be singing the same song for 40 years. And so I thought, wow, maybe I can write music that um, not only uplifts me, but then will uplift other people. And so when I write my songs, I'm usually kind of writing them from my own space of needing healing or wanting to shift a belief. Um, mm-hmm. But then what I find is that other people need to hear the message too. So it's a win. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, just being human, we all kind of run into similar, you know, stories sometimes. And so it's nice to have that to connect to that to know you're not alone. Absolutely. And, you know, actually, I mean, it parallels so many things. I mean, the same thing goes for my coaching. It's like, I can't coach from a place I haven't already coached myself. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love the industry so much is because, like I said, I just have this appetite for personal growth and development. And it's actually my job to work on myself and make myself Mm -hmm. um, have a positive mindset and be able to manifest and create the life that I really want so I can help others do the same. Nice. I love that. And it's so needed. Right. So needed right now. Yeah. It has a ripple effect out on the world. mm -hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. Oh my goodness. Um, So I'm excited to hear your take on just kind of mastering your intuition. So just kind of walk me through what can someone do that just feels out of touch with their intuition and how can we get, how can we improve on that? Absolutely. So I'll start by saying that we all have our intuition working through us. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is just kind of strengthen that muscle with practice and intention. And I'll give you a few tips on how to do that. Um, But for me, I spent, you know, in hindsight, it's really easy to have that 2020 vision of, you know, oh, I should have done this, or I could tell that my intuition was telling me, you know, not to Uh, pick up back with that boyfriend, even though I did, or get in that car with that person, even though I did. Um, So I think the first thing, well, let's start with this. The first thing to do is set the intention that you're Mm -hmm. going to be open to your intuition. Just make the decision that you're going to start noticing your intuitive guidance Mm -hmm. and just be open to it. Just kind of let go expectations and just be open to whatever is going to come. So that's the first step is setting the intention. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's really important that you discover a centering practice that works for you. So for me, it's, um, I have several centering practices and it's okay to have more than one. I find that I get a little stagnant if I just do the same thing every day, but it could be Mm. meditation. I'm really loving breath work right now. It could Mm. be yoga. It could be mindfulness. It could be a walk. Um, it could be dancing. And so there's endless things that you can do to just kind of settle your mind, quiet your thoughts. And really, we get so wrapped up in our thoughts and the rat race um, of life that we don't notice the nuances of how our intuition is trying to guide us. Mm. So discovering that centering practice 
-hmm. that works for you because it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But that thing that you can do that will just quiet your mind enough that one, you might get intuitive guidance. I get intuitive hits um, in meditations all the time. Mm-hmm. But the the intention of your centering practice isn't necessarily to have your intuition come through to through you in that moment, mm-hmm. but to just create the space for it to come at any time. Mm-hmm. So we're really just creating space. I actually often have um, intuitive hits when I'm doing the dishes, when I'm in the shower, when I'm in the car. It's almost like when we're when we least expect it, mm-hmm. right? Same thing goes for me, like songwriting. If I'm sitting down and like, I'm like, I'm going to write a song and I'm like trying to force it, it kind of stifles it a little bit. And so I get more the, the intuitive insights or the inspiration when I've kind of let it go and I'm not thinking about it and then it pops in. So the centering practice is just to create that space in your mind. It's almost like you could think of it like an invitation, right? So you're just inviting your intuition to come whenever it strikes, Mm -hmm. but finding that centering practice and then doing it with some regularity. So it becomes really natural for you. And I mean, other than your intuition, there's so many benefits to quieting your mind, but that's, um, that's the second step. So again, it's setting the intention and then discovering your centering practice and practicing it. And then um, the other thing that I have my clients do when I have them going through this intuition work and in classes is to notice your yeses and your nos. Mm -hmm. So Lindsay, I'll Mm -hmm. take you through this right now. So I'll invite you to close your eyes and just remember a time that you did feel your intuition strongly. You had that gut feeling Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe you didn't fall, maybe you followed it, maybe you didn't, but Mm -hmm. can you think of a time and you don't have to share it, but when you really felt your intuition? Mm -hmm. Yes. So then notice how it sat in your body. Mm -hmm. And it could be um, a feeling in your body. It could be a thought you had. It could have been a color you had. It could have been a message through a book. Can you kind of pinpoint how it showed up for you? Hmm. Kind of just like, um, just like thoughts like, no, this is not it, Mm. you know, very, very strong. Um, Sometimes, I guess, depending on the scenario, I've noticed my intuition voice can be very adamant, very strong, like, no, no, Mm. like, wait, what? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing happened. What are you talking? And then I find out later on, ah, I should have listened to my intuition. <laughs> mm, absolutely. So it sounds like you're really clear on what your no is. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced what your yes is? Mm. Let me take some thought on that one mm-hmm. because I notice a lot of times my intuition kicks in for safety purposes. Mm, totally. <sighs> so let me think. Yes. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Right. And so Mm -hmm. if you can notice how the no feels different from the yes, Mm -hmm. that is just bringing awareness to your intuition communicating with you. Mm. And if for your listeners, if they don't have a clear idea of what their yes or no is, or they have a yes, but not a no or a no, but not a yes. What I love to do is just play with this. What I do is, um, 
when I'm driving in the car, usually there's like a couple of different routes I can, I can take to the grocery store or wherever I'm heading. And so I'll just kind of stop and be like, Hmm, which direction should I take? And I just kind of wait and, and, and this isn't necessarily a yes or no question, or you could say that yes, ask it yes or no. You could say, should I go left or should I go right? Well, that's still not yes or no, is it? Should I go left? (laughs) (laughs) You could say, should I go left? And then wait and see which way you like how that pulls you. Right. Mm -hmm. So again, we're just setting the intention. We're being open to receive and then just noticing how it shows up for us. And then the other tip that I have is to write it down. Mm. Whenever you have an intuitive idea or something that even you're not even sure if it's your intuition communicating with you, Mm -hmm. because for me, I get yeses and nos, but I also get, for me, I get thoughts and words Mm -hmm. and they hold a little bit different weight than my regular thoughts. So that's something you can just notice with practice. Mm -hmm. But if you think it might be something intuitive, I have notes on my phone and it's like into, it's called intuitive insights. And I just put it in my phone because we need to keep the momentum of, um, to help anchor the intuitive guidance, it's important to act on it in the moment. So just writing it down and taking a note of it is going to um, help you remember that instance more than just thinking, oh, maybe that was my intuition and then carrying on with your day. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because you'll lose it. And there's like so many other thoughts that come up and you're like, which one was my intuition voice? (laughs) So yeah, no, that's very important. Yes. And then those, that list I have, I end up going back to, you know, if I'm looking to, um, you know, a lot of times it comes up because I do a lot of marketing on social media. Um, it comes, comes up for like content that I think might be valuable to share with my audience. And so I can reference it and go back. So you can even go back at the end of your day and, and just kind of remember what those intuitive insights were and then see which one maybe carries the most um, emotion for you. And by emotion, I mean, it kind of carries the most weight or kind of fires you up the most or makes you the most excited. Mm -hmm. Um, And then take some small action on that insight. So taking that action, whatever it could be, whether it's, you know, writing, maybe journaling on it a little bit more, Um, I have clients all the time and I do myself thought downloads or brain dumps where you just kind of journal any thought that comes into your head around a certain subject. Mm -hmm. So taking some action, maybe it's, uh, your insight was about collaborating with a friend on something. So you'd go ahead and send them a text, Mm -hmm. letting them know your idea, just taking some sort of action because that is going to create the momentum for our source for life. Um, to start working through us. Because really, I mean, when you think about it, I believe that is what our intuition is. It's like our higher self or mm-hmm. whatever you believe in. It's that that power that's greater than us that's trying to move through us to mm-hmm. expand and create harmony and love and um, greater purpose in your life. And so if you don't take action, you know, you can recognize your intuition all day, but if you're not taking action on it, it's not really using it to the highest level that you could. Absolutely. You have to apply the inner knowledge for sure. Yes. And that is where a lot of people get stuck. Mm. Um, and I think 
what I've recognized is that we are the most challenged by the things that will bring us the greatest return. That is so true. And that's, I think that's the toughest part for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I don't know. Like I, I feel fear, but it's then it's scary. like, yeah. Which one, like, which one do you follow? I'm so confused. Yes. <laughs> it feels scary because it's supposed to stretch and grow us. Mm-hmm. If it didn't feel scary, there would be nothing to overcome and there'd be nothing to learn. Correct. Absolutely. It's true. Right. And so what I notice is if it feels scary, but it also feels exciting, yes. that's a really good indication that it's something you should take action on. If it's something that just feels scary, but doesn't sound fun and exciting either, then don't worry about it. <laughs> Leave that one out. (laughs) Maybe it'll come back around. Maybe it's not for you. It's fine. I loved, um, I can't remember. Is it Elizabeth Elizabeth Gilbert who wrote the book Big Magic? I think so. I think so. And one thing that stuck out to me in that book was she said that like inspiration and I I think of inspiration and intuition, not totally synonymously, but I feel like they, they could be the same sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it, it, it's just floating around in the collective consciousness and your brain might catch it, but if you don't act on it, it's going to move on to someone else. Exactly. If it's something that needs to manifest in the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so, um, take again, taking that action, if it's, you know, a little scary, but also exciting is really important. The other thing to, um, to know is that, you can't really do it wrong. So if it if you don't catch it or you decide not to take action on it, it's not like there's not going to ever be any more inspired ideas or your intuition isn't going to connect with you anymore. Mm-hmm. It's right. an endless flow. And so <clears throat> this shows up for me in my songwriting. I often record melodies that I come up with um, because I'll forget them. I've learned that the hard way. But I have to be gentle with myself because I recognize even if I do forget it, that's not the end. That's not the endless. There's not an end to the flow of melodies that are going to come through me. Right. And when I, and when I've started to um, kind of release my grip on like, I have to record this. Otherwise I'm going to forget it. This one time recently, I, I wasn't able to record it. Oh no, I went to record it on my phone. And for some reason it didn't actually record. So when I went back to it, it was gone. And I was so bummed because I thought it was a really awesome melody. And I just let it go. I was like, you know what? That one wasn't for me. There'll be another one down the pipe. And sure enough, like spontaneously driving in the car, the melody came back in my head like a couple weeks later. That's never happened before, actually. Oh, but wow. Like releasing that, um, the releasing the belief of scarcity, that creative ideas, that inspiration, our creativity somehow has a limit. When we mm-hmm. can let that go, it's just we have an endless flow at our fingertips. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing, just kind of letting that creativity be free. Totally. Yeah. All right. I love talking about intuition, but creativity is also just part of what I do and what I live. So I, I tend to dive into that subject as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it all goes hand in hand. It's all tied to our feminine energy and just kind of the inner 
inner energy within us. So it's, it's all, it's all wrapped up together. Right. And I think so many people limit themselves on what they define as creativity. So mm-hmm. I work with people that will say, you know, I, I'm just not creative. I've never been creative. I don't, I'm not an artist. I don't dance. I'm not a musician. And I recognize that every single one of us is creative, no matter if it shows up in the quote, traditional arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognize this doing a remodel in my home. And my stepfather is a retired contractor. So he was helping us with a project and he is not someone who's necessarily artistic, but watching him problem solve, like figuring out this molding. I was like, that is using those creative like muscles. Yeah. It doesn't matter your vocation or your passions. Like you use those creative juices, um, in your work. I promise every single one of us is creative. I mean, whether you are a homemaker or, you know, you like to cook, cooking, you have to use your creativity. It's just, we're all creative. So I, I like to remind people that it's not just limited to people who maybe are musicians or visual artists, but we all have that power within us. And it's how, it's really how life force functions is through creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, to be human is to be a creator. I mean, that's, mm. that's our purpose is, is to be little creators, but you know, you just kind of determine what you want to create, you know, whether you want to express or expand in some way. So, um, I'm all about that. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm like, you know, like all these, like, I just kind of take a step back and it's like, people built all these houses and Mm -hmm. roads and airplanes. And how is that not creative? That's extremely creative. We're creating all these environments. It's just so amazing. Yeah. Creating something new in the world. Nothing. Nothing that wasn't there before. And again, it all starts with our belief in our mind. Mm -hmm. Every single thing you look at has started from a thought or a belief. Mm Mm-hmm. That it's possible, mm-hmm. I think, is the very first belief that um, I'm working on a song called Anything's Possible. Mm. And it's just to be able to shift from impossibility because so many of us get stuck in that or I can't do it or it's never going to happen mm-hmm. or it's too hard. I have a four-year-old son and I I hear oh. him say that it's too hard. And I just tell him all the time, I'm like imprinting his 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 thoughts. I'm like, you can do anything. You can do hard things. Like you got this. Because we do learn from an early age that things are hard. And and a lot of us don't learn how to work hard for things. We just want to give up. And I'm speaking from experience. Absolutely. And so just being able to shift from impossibility, it's impossible to maybe it's possible. That Mm -hmm. then becomes inevitability. And that's when the magic happens for manifesting in your life. That's when all the energy shifts and you start attracting people to you and synchronicities start happening and you get inspired ideas and you're in touch with your intuition and those ideas flow through you and you know where to, how to navigate them and how to take action and where not to take action. And that's really, for me, that is living your joyful purpose. Oh, yeah. Yes, I love that. Joyful purpose. I love that. That I'm going to write that down because I feel like I need that as a resonating mm. phrase for the month. <laughs> yes. 
Awesome. So um, I know you mentioned that you um, do a lot of music, you know, you're very creative with music, but you can also tie that in with intuition, right? Absolutely. Again, I find music is one of my centering practices. Mm-hmm. And especially when I'm playing music that is more, you know, something I've memorized and something that is second nature. So I, I love chanting. And it's not traditional chanting that maybe you've, you know, chanting Om or something like that. They're really just, I call them affirmation chants. Mm-hmm. So I'll take an idea. Usually it's something that a belief that I'm trying to anchor, something I'm, I'm working from impossibility to possibility. And I use those chants as a way to just kind of rewrite that, um, those automated thoughts. And mm-hmm. what I found is, when we're able to do that, it just kind of releases any expectation um, and or any of the, yeah, the expectation of how things are to an expectation of how things, how I want things to be mm-hmm. or open to just possibilities. So what I, as I mentioned before, I started writing inspirational music, which were just kind of songs, traditional, more traditional songs in like a folky style. I play guitar and sing. And those songs were really just all about um, what I was learning on my spiritual journey and, and singing to myself, but singing to others about believing in their dreams and who they are and, and taking action on their manifest and manifesting. Um, but then I found coaching. And what I was so excited about was I, for couple of years, I was like, oh my gosh, somehow I'm going to blend my music with my coaching. And so what I'm doing now is I'm writing custom affirmation chants for my clients, Mm -hmm. as well as sharing those chants. I started a TikTok page just like a month ago where I'm just sharing the little chants. So you can go there and you can find these little songs and they're not Grammy award winning songs or anything. They're just (laughs) just designed to get um, stuck in your head so you can rewrite your thoughts to attract more of what you want in your life. We so we have so many unintentional thoughts that are running the show. So what I take my clients through is becoming aware of those thoughts um, so that they can change them because we just become on autopilot. And if you look around at your life and you're not getting the results that you're wanting, it's guaranteed that it's linked to your thinking and thoughts that you have about what it is you're trying to manifest or your worth or your value. Mm -hmm. And so if you can just start to kind of default to the positive thoughts more easily, then you can change your life. So that's what I'm doing with my music now. And I have a song that I wrote for helping to open up to intuition. If you'd like to hear it. Absolutely. Definitely. So this is a song that, again, if it's the first time your listeners are hearing it, then I recommend just maybe closing your eyes if you're not driving. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Just being open to the words and just being open to possibilities. Again, being open to receive. And um, there's nothing you have to do. There's nothing you have to be. What I love to do when I'm singing these songs as well as listening to them is with practice, I can shift my vibration. I can shift my energy to feeling 
feeling love. I, I just like feel my heart opening and I just like joy starts overflowing. And so the more you can bring the emotion into it, the more powerful it will be, but it's not required. Uh, baby steps, right? Okay. So right now you can just listen. Um, but then I invite you and your listeners to listen back and learn the song so you can sing along. And the other thing that I love is I try to write them so they're just customizable. So whatever it is you're trying to attract into your life, you can replace the words to be customized to you and what you're trying to manifest. So this one's called, okay. I'm open to receive. Mm, okay. I'm excited already. <laughs> Here we go. I am open to receive. I am open to receive more good. I am open to receive. I am ready. I believe. I am open to receive more good. I am open to receive. I am open to receive. I am open to receive wisdom. I am open to receive. I am ready. I believe. I am open to receive wisdom. I am open to receive. I am open to receive. I is so beautiful thank you thank you so much yeah it just kind of took me away to a whole nother place <laughs> yeah music is definitely a portal oh yeah and that's why I love using it for the work that I do because it takes us out of our left brain our like mm -hmm. more linear thinking and more into the right brain which is exactly where intuition lives Mm -hmm. and your creativity and inspiration and there's definitely a place for the more for the left brain but when we're trying to manifest sometimes it's it's definitely helpful to get more into that right brain and the, that creativity and and that space where all possibilities exist yes absolutely and I, I love that you're connecting everything together so that um, just anyone listening can really make that connection between your intuition and manifesting and being creative and 
stepping into that creative space, like I, I, I mean, honestly, just listening to just a moment ago helped me to create that space in my mind as if I were meditating. So I love that. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that makes my heart so happy. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the reason that I have started to teach my clients how to strengthen their intuition is because not only has it been so powerful in my life, but what I've noticed is that when you are in touch with your intuition, it's so much easier to create what it is that you're wanting to shift in your life. So for my clients, people come to me wanting transformation. They're wanting to reach their goals. They're wanting a change. And Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to coach them when they're in touch with their intuition because they make decisions with so much more clarity. You know, they get ideas that come through them that are just inspired and just set them on fire and really make an impact in the world. So if you're someone who is looking to find your purpose or make that impact in the world or manifest your dreams tapping into your intuition and really strengthening that sense is going to totally transform your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. It's powerful. Just, it is powerful. And I'm really excited because I feel like, you know, maybe this evening I will take some space to just kind of tune in and kind of focus on what I want to manifest for the next year coming up pretty soon. So I love this, this season a, for that. Absolutely. Yeah, this is so exciting. And, so this is a great reset. Right. And I invite you, Lindsay, to also, that's a great practice. And I'll also invite you to, my coach calls it the Tada list. Oh. And so she does it like daily, but you could do that for the whole past year. Because it's also really important to celebrate our successes as well as what it is we're trying to manifest. So looking back to write your to-da list for the day or for the year or the month or whatever you want is so important to help kind of show your brain that you um, that you have wins, that you're successful, that you have value, that you're making that impact in the world. And then, of course, we know the more you believe it, the more you'll receive it. Mm. Hmm. That is very true. Tada list. I've never heard of that. And I, I love lists. So yeah, my coach Kristen King uh, shared that with me, and I love it. Oh yes, it's so like because um, I always say things like progress checker or you know something like that. So yes. I like this. This is more fun. <laughs> and it should be fun, right? Life is supposed to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Very cool. Um, You shared so much. I think for me, the biggest thing that I took away was creating the space because I think that's one thing we have to keep in mind is that you can't really kind of force or organize your mind to be intuitive. Like it it just flows. So the more you kind of clear things out and try your best not to stress, you allow for that intuition to flow when it's, when it's ready to flow. So I like that. It's not a, okay, let me be intuitive now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I love that. I love that you mentioned that kind of clearing that space. Yes. And as I said, it's, it's beneficial in many areas 
not just for your intuition, but again, it's just creating that space. It's creating the environment. It's that invitation that you are open to receive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also creating your physical space too, to allow for your mind to be able to relax as well. Sure. So do you mean like, you know, like not having a bunch of clutter or stress exactly. in your physical space? Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's hard to focus, um, on relaxing your thoughts and your mind. If you're thinking about doing the laundry or taking care of that mess over there. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and like, you know, our, our eyes are extensions of our brain. So, I mean, when you're, if you're looking at stuff that just kind of makes you feel like uneasy, I could only imagine that that's just really blocking that intuition to come in. That's such a great point. You know, decluttering like the Marie Kondo craze mm-hmm. is it really does make so much sense when we're talking about intuition, because not only is it creating more space in your physical environment, but when you're not thinking about the clutter or like everything holds an energy, right? I think we talk about this. And so if you're looking at something like that project that's sitting in the corner that you're maybe or a shirt, you're going to, you're going to take the time to add a button to, but you haven't added the button in six months, Mm -hmm. actually taking up mental space in your mind. Mm-hmm. And so the more we can release that clutter, release those things that don't serve us, release those things that have like a story to it that kind of wears us down because it was given to us by someone that we don't love, but we feel obligated to keep it or whatever the story is, um, it, it can be harder to have that, that space um, to really just focus on the things that you either want to create in your life or just that peace. It really just, it stifles that peace. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation. Me too. It's so this fun was, talking to you about this. I love yeah, it. this was so needed. I feel like we should kind of do another one too, like like another topic if you're open to it, just because I feel like we collaborate so well. This was really nice. I'm totally down. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share about just intuition or how can other people connect with you and and work with you further? Again, I would just remind people, yeah, find your centering practice, set the intention that you're open to receive. You know, if you feel like that's a little tricky for you, sing the song that I shared, play this back, sing the song, find my TikTok page. I'm pretty sure I've posted this one already, but I'm posting new ones all the time. And that's Joyfully Cricket on TikTok. But my website is Joyful Purpose Coaching. And you can connect with me on there. Um, I would love to give any of your listeners or you too, Lindsay, um, a free 30-minute clarity call. I can help you tackle whatever it is that's in your life and show you how your thoughts are creating your results and Mm -hmm. how um, to create new thoughts to create what it is that you're really wanting to create. To manifest in your life. Um, mm-hmm. So you can find that on my website, book a clarity call. 
And I have a whole um, evergreen course called 21 Days to Mastering Your Intuition. That's also my website. It's only $47. It's three about hour and 15 minute classes where I take you through a lot of experiential processes to help mm-hmm. you get more in touch with your intuition. So not only like the yes and no process, but there's other creative processes on there. There's music, there's meditations, there's breath work. Um, we talk about mixed intuition and what that is. So lots of other experiential practices to help you get in touch with your intuition so you can really master it. Mm-hmm. That's on my website as well. So yeah, I'm just excited to connect with anyone who feels called and I can't wait to do this again. Oh, awesome. Very awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for all of your wisdom. I just feel so much more at ease than I did at the beginning of my morning. So thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll let you enjoy your day. Thank you so much for joining.